Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. Welcome to another special edition celebrity series feature for the I'm Possible Radio Show. You are tuned in to JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. And of course, I'm your host, Lady J. So uh, we have been talking to uh, celebrities across many different industries on Tuesday nights here on the I'm Possible Radio Show. And I am excited about my next guest. Um, for those of you who are creatives, and writers. Um, this would definitely be a show for you. But before I introduce him, um, of course, we have to get the formalities out of the way, as we always do. So with that being said, if you are tuning into JQLM Radio for the first time, welcome. And thank you for tuning in. For those of you who are regulars, I'm pretty sure you already know this information, but we're going to share it anyway. So if you would like to become a faithful listener, and or would like to share it with your family, friends, and followers, then you can listen to JQLM Radio uh, through many different apps and in many different ways. So you can download the JQLM Radio app um, on any of your devices, or you can get JQLM Radio through the TuneIn app or the Stream a Simple Radio app. You can also find us on Radio Public, Republic, um, and many other radio platforms. Also, you can tune in straight from our Facebook page at JQLM Radio. Just click on the Use App button. Also, you can tune in straight from our website at www.egoentertainmentsnet.com. And if you miss any of the episodes of your favorite shows live, no worries. You can tune in and listen to the episodes on any of the major podcast platforms including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Deezer, CastBox, iTunes, and or Google Play. Also, make sure you follow, like, and share us on social media. We do follow back. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at JQLM Radio. And you can follow Ego Entertainment Network also on all three platforms at EgoEntNet. So now that we have that out of the way, let me introduce my guest. My guest is none other than W.A. Fulkerson. He is a um, author and screenwriter and a 2017 Grand Jury Award winner for the film Save My Soul. And this interview is entitled Marvelous Transition. So let's welcome him to the show. Welcome, Wesley. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Lady J. Good, good. So... Um, before we delve into your interview, can you please introduce yourself to everyone, uh, tell them who you are, where you're from, and uh, what you do, and maybe a couple hobbies that you like? Well, I'm from San Diego. Uh, like you said, professionally, I go by W.A. Fulkerson, but you can call me Wes. Uh, I'm from San Diego, California. Like I said, I live here with my wife and son, and we've got a little girl. That's going to be coming in June, so we're excited about that. Congrats. Um, thank you. Yeah, it's really exciting. I'm uh, not sure I know what to do with a girl yet, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. Um, I, uh, I'm a writer, as you said. I've written, uh, gosh, something like 12 books at this point. I, you know, I've done some ghostwriting over the years. Uh, most recently, I'm, I'm signed with Enclave Publishing and uh, also work in screenwriting. I've done some commercial, a bunch of different stuff. And in my free time, uh, I really love grappling. So I grew up as a wrestler. Uh, I still coach when I can, when I have the time. Uh, and I also train in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Love to read, love languages. If it's interesting, I probably want to hear about it. All right. Well, um, 
Oh, that's doing a lot in your spare time. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of spare time, to be honest. <laughs> okay, so um, let's talk about, um, before we get into your um, writings and for the screen and for your books, um, let's talk about this uh, journey um, of yours, uh, you know, into becoming, you know, this uh, awesome writer um that you are now. Um, I know that you struggled with success um, or in making your dream become a reality um, when you first started out. And we have um, here in Indianapolis, Indiana, we have some amazing talent as far as actors, actresses and writers. So we have a lot of playwrights and people that are doing like small films and things of that sort and a bunch of authors. Um, And I know it can be, frustrating when it seems like um you know your dream is taking too long to kind of take off so um if you could share a little bit about first what inspired you to want to write anyway um for this particular industry yeah absolutely well you know there are a lot of hard truths about trying to be a creative full-time um and one of those is it takes longer than you think you aren't as good as you think you are at the beginning and your timeline for when things are going to start working out is probably pretty optimistic. Uh, you find out after a few years. The truth of the matter is, uh, to get to a place where you're making a living in the arts, I mean, if you make it in five years, you're doing fantastic. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it takes longer than that. And until you reach that point, you know, you just have to keep honing your craft and taking every meeting you can and hustling and doing what you need to do to survive until then. Um, you know, it's it's funny whenever people say, why did you want to write? I think for someone who writes full time, it, it has to be some sort of a need. Uh, it certainly feels that way for me. It's just part of who I am. It's a compulsion. It's, it's how God made me. I, I need to write. I need to tell stories. I, I'm mm-hmm. restless. I can't sleep if I don't. Mm-hmm. So it's the sort of thing where I, I love it. You know, don't get me wrong. I love writing. I love to talk about writing. I love doing it. But it's also the sort of thing where you don't necessarily know that you would you would choose that if you didn't have the compulsion to, because it is a it is a difficult business to break into. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I think I write because I love stories. I love that rush of emotion you get during a good movie or during a good book. You know, uh, there is a power to inspire in stories that is just second to none when it's done right, and you can really see people's lives affected and. You know, there are moments in, in a novel or a movie that just stay with you for the rest of your life. And I think the excitement of being able to be behind, be behind some of those things uh, is just so exciting and encouraging and I think is part of the, uh, the driver for me. Awesome. So uh, you talked about, um, uh, you know, when we um, first started this journey of uh, booking this interview, you talked a little bit about how, um, you know, you had a bunch of oppor- some opportunities that, you know, didn't work out. Then you had some t- some opportunities that ended up being uh, some small breaks and then how you were running around all of Los Angeles. So can you talk a little bit about <laughs> that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was quite dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I don't know if this is uh, something I necessarily recommend to everybody else, but uh, you have the stereotypical, you know, you're trying to become an actor, so you're a waiter as well, or, you know, you've got your day job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that wasn't what I chose to do. 
Um, coming out of college, I was coming out of USC in 2012 with a business degree, and I knew that I had to write. I, I believed it was my calling. I thought it was, you know, I, I still think it's what I was put on, put on this earth to do. And so I decided, you know, I know there's going to be a cost for getting into this industry, and I'm just going to do my best to pay it all at once right up front. Mm-hmm. So uh, I didn't get a normal job. You know, I, I worked on my craft. I wrote and I studied and I edited for 12 or 14 hours a day, you know, reaching out to agents, trying to go and, and get meetings anywhere I could. And you come to find out that until you have a win under your belt, nobody really wants to talk to you. Um, doesn't necessarily really matter how great your ideas are until somebody gives you a chance and you prove yourself once or twice. And, mm-hmm. you know, getting that opportunity is, is not the easiest thing. So yeah, the, uh, <laughs> I think the entire first year of my writing career, I probably lived on maybe six or $7,000 mm-hmm. <laughs> in LA. <laughs> uh, looking back, I'm not real sure how that's possible, but I was there. <laughs> um, I didn't have a car at the time, so I, uh, I would have to put a change of clothes in my backpack and, you know, tie up my running shoes and just literally, like you said, run across Los Angeles anytime uh, I could book a meeting with somebody or get somebody to take a look at my stuff or, uh, you know, try and get things moving. I <laughs> would map out my route, make sure I left a couple hours ahead of time and just run across the city, you know, find a bathroom, change into nice clothes, have a meeting and run back. So that was my life for a few years. So let me ask you this. Um, so did you... Um, because a lot of people are scared to reach out to like companies and agents and things of that sort when they're starting out in this uh, arts, in the arts industry and entertainment industry. Um, Yeah. What inspired you to be bold enough to reach out to these companies and, (laughs) and, and like continue, um, you know, reaching out, even if you were told no um, to try to get your, your work in front of them. Is it cynical if I say blind optimism and ignorance? <laughs> uh, no, honestly, the truth of the matter is, you know, uh, sometimes it's it's really helpful to not be uh, <laughs> to not have experience at the beginning because you don't know how much something's going to take. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the truth of the matter is, I, I did do a lot of reaching out, got a lot of rejections, um, and really, that's for two reasons. One it just takes a lot of persistence, you know, and I think part of the reason I wanted to reach out is because I knew that a lot of the greats and a lot of writers that I've really admired, you hear the same story. You know, um, one of the most successful writers of our day, Stephen King wrote 13 novels before he was published, you Mm -hmm. know, and that takes some time to write 13 novels. Um, Catherine Stockett, who wrote the help was actually already in the industry as a journalist. And, uh, gosh, she got like a hundred rejection letters for the help, um, Mm -hmm. before it was finally picked up and, you know, spent like two years in the New York time bestsellers list, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, you know, I had this mindset of, well, why not me? Right. Um, if I, uh, just keep reaching out and keep working on my craft. Uh, so I think perseverance is, is one of the lessons of those early years, but the other is just humility because the truth of the matter is, you know, when you write your first big thing, you think it's the greatest thing in the world. When you've got a few years of experience under your belt, you go back and you look at it and you think, okay, I, I see what some of those early rejections were about, <laughs> you know, and you, you yeah. keep honing your craft. And 
just a matter of uh, taking it with a smile on your face and moving forward, you know. So I'd love one thing that you mentioned because I teach and preach this to everybody. <laughs> humility. Okay. Humility can take mm-hmm. you places that money humility humility can take you and maintain you in places that money can't. So yeah. um tell me what keeps you grounded and keeps you humble and uh making sure that you uh maintain a spirit of humility. Yeah. Well, if I'm being perfectly honest, I'm uh, I'm a man of faith. You know, I'm uh, I'm a believer in, in Jesus Christ, and I read the Bible. And mm-hmm. you know, the truth of the matter is, uh, I think that God has dealt very graciously with humanity. And I think from that example, um, I mean, that's a humbling thing. You know, to uh, to receive a gift that you really didn't deserve, to receive chances that you really don't deserve. Right. And so I think um, that's one of these things. That's one of those things that uh, helps keep me humble, you know, because I know that a lot of the good things I've had in my life, I mean, uh, it, uh, the old sta- saying I think is true. What do I have that's not been given to me? Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think that helps keep me humble, hopefully. Okay. Um, great answer. God is definitely the route to go for that because <laughs> you can either choose to be humble or he can humble you. So it's your choice. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Easy way and the hard way. Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, so tell me about your first um so so in uh, uh before I go there out, in your you know, running around Los Angeles and, and and having to, you know, carry clothes in the car and you know, just being uh persistent in getting your work in front of people, tell me the first time that you realize that this was your big break or, you know, opportunity? Well, it wasn't in those early years, I tell you. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes we have this sort of romanticized view of things where all of a sudden there's this moment that everything changed. And, uh, gosh, I, I might get this wrong. I think it was Ernest Hemingway. Uh, might have been somebody else, so don't hold me to the attribution, but mm-hmm. someone once asked him how he went bankrupt, and he said, gradually, then suddenly. And <laughs> I think it's the same way with, with paving your way in, in a career, is it was a lot of little things, you know. Um, I, I don't think it was a, a sharp upward tick all of a sudden, and I, I hope that I'm still on the up and up, you know. I, I know I still intend to keep climbing and, and go to bigger and better places, God willing, but... Um, you know, I know the first time someone really gave me a chance, uh, if, if maybe that applies, uh, because I went to USC, I knew a lot of people in the film industry. Mm-hmm. And a guy named Brian Ivey, great guy, uh, had had some early success with a film called The Dropbox. And he happened to pick up uh, one of my novels, and he really liked it. And so uh, from that, I ended up getting some screenwriting work. And that... Um, that led me to the Jubilee, uh, the Jubilee project. They were called back then. Now they're Jubilee Media, which was the production company that I did save my soul with. And that led to other production companies, and that led to just more opportunity. You know, so it's kind of a gradual thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, real quick, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with W. A. Fulkerson and talking about um, his marvelous transition into. 
uh, success in writing for films and as an author, as a published author. So stick and stay. We'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Impossible Radio Show with your girl Lady J right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. to www.egoentertainmentnet.com and subscribe now. This magazine is all about showcasing and supporting excellence in communities everywhere from music, arts and culture, relationships, finance, education, politics, sports, news, and so much more. While you're flipping through the pages, just click on the tents on the pictures that you see and you'll be taken to a whole nother world behind the articles. At Ego Entertainment, everyone is a star. There is something in it for everyone, and I hope you are positively impacted by what you see and will continue to support. This is your girl, Lady J, owner and operator of Ego Entertainment and creator of the Ego Magazine. Enjoy. Clap your hands, everybody, if you've got what it takes. Cause I'm Curtis Blow and I want you to know that these are the boys. 
What's good, everybody? This is Mark B., the host of The Breaks on JQLM Radio, where we talk about new school issues with an old school vibe. We talk about everything from local politics to national politics to religion. Basically, everything you're told not to talk about in polite society. But if you want to join that conversation, we're here every Wednesday night from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can download the JQLM Radio app or the TuneIn app and search JQLM Radio. You can also, on Facebook, hit the JQLM Radio page or the Breaks Radio page and hit the Listen Live button. Let's have the conversation that will start the revolution in our minds. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Andre Speed, and you're listening to JQLM Radio. Let's go. All right. Welcome back to the special edition celebrity series of the Impossible Radio Show with your girl, Lady J, right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. And we have been talking to none other than W.A. Fulkerson, a.k.a. Wes, and he has been talking about his marvelous transition, um, struggling as a upcoming writer, screenwriter and published author um, now. Uh, a published author of 12 books and an award-winning, he has uh, 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 written for a film that has won an award and continues to um, grow in this industry. So, uh, Wes, tell me what has been your, or what, if you had to choose one, what would you say has been your greatest challenge to overcome? That is a really good question. You know, I got to hear Orson Scott Card, the famous sci-fi novelist, speak several years ago. I think it was 2014. He was speaking on a writer's panel. And he said something really interesting that I'll never forget. He said, as a writer, you need to understand two equal and opposite things. You need to understand that your writing, first of all, is perfect. It's a gift from the heavens sent down to man. There's nothing wrong with it. Leave it as it is. It's perfect. And the second thing you need to understand about your writing is that it's trash. And <laughs> <laughs> that was both good and trash. Okay. <laughs> oh man. And it's so true. One of the hardest things for me about uh, being a writer and, and learning how to grow in my craft and move forward uh, in my career is, you know, there are times when you need to draw a line in the sand and you need to say, you know what, everybody's telling, I'm, telling me I'm wrong but I'm the visionary. I feel this. I see it. I'm right. I'm going to stick to my guns. And there are other times when you feel that way and you need to give in to the advice of other people. And it takes wisdom and experience to know when is when. Uh, It's an odd thing. It's a difficult thing. You need to both be flexible and rigid. You just need to be so kind of at different times. So (laughs) I would say one of the most difficult things for me is uh, has been learning how to walk that out. I think I think I didn't really understand how to edit my own work until maybe two years ago, um, thanks in large part to the efforts of my friend and mentor, Bill Farrell, who's a wonderful author. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say that's been one of my uh, one of the hardest challenges for for sure. All right. So if you could 
tell me what has been your biggest inspiration for your writing? Huh. Who or what? I should uh, say. Yeah, certainly. I would say my biggest inspiration for writing has been all of those times throughout my life where I've, read, I've been reading a book or, or watching a movie and something just cuts me to the heart. You know, you can think of certain scenes. Uh, obviously, I loved the, the books before there were movies, but it's just illustrated so well in the, in the Return of the King, the Lord of the Rings movie. That moment where Frodo's going up Mount Doom and he's so close to his goal, but he's just spent so much of himself along the way and he just doesn't have anything left. And it's the moment where Sam picks him up and says, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. You know, <laughs> right. you read that and it just does something in your heart and it stirs you. And, you know, on the one hand, it is in itself inspiring that in other moments like that. But I want to be on the other side of that. I want to make those moments for people. I want to point people towards truth and beauty and inspire them. And I think when I'm inspired, uh, that makes me want to inspire others. Awesome. So now let's talk about your um, writing for the screen because we have some creatives um, listening. So we're going to talk about the screen first and then we'll talk about the being a published author. Um, sure. Tell me, how did you land that part for writing for this this film, this award winning film? Yeah, so I mentioned earlier that uh, a really great guy, director named Brian Ivey, really gave me my first shot doing anything in film. And uh, he had read a novel of mine called Starfall, and he really liked the way that I described things. He really liked the way that I painted a picture. And so he told me, I, I want that in, uh, in my next film. And so he commissioned me to write something uh, for him that's at the moment still unproduced. And that led to more work with him and worked on a couple of successful projects. And then literally down the hall, there was this other company, Jubilee Media. Back then they were called uh, the Jubilee Project. Mm -hmm. And they had been working on uh, this movie, Save My Soul, for, for some months. They had a lot of really awesome footage, but hadn't quite landed on the right structure for the thing. Mm -hmm. And so they were looking for a structure expert to come in and, and advise them and, and rewrite the script. Uh, because they just had a massive amount of content. They had something like 168 hours of footage. Oh, wow. You somehow condense that into 90 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. So the uh, director over there, uh, a guy named Jason Lee, Jason Wiley, uh, got talking with Brian one day, and Brian recommended me to him. And, you know, I, I gave my pitch, and they hired me, and I worked with them for a couple months. It was great. Awesome. That's amazing. So in being a part of this film, Save My Soul, um, I guess I, I'm going to ask you to be honest. Did you think that it would win the, an award? <laughs> Depends on which day of the day of the week you would have asked me, <laughs> you know, and I think that's how it is with creative endeavors. You know, so many things can happen. So many things go wrong. So many lucky breaks, so many bad breaks. And so it really just would have depended when you ask. Um, sometimes I had a lot of confidence in it, and sometimes I wasn't sure where it was going. But, um, you know, by the time I'd written a script that I liked, uh, I was confident in it. I thought that, uh, that we'd hit the nail on the head with a very difficult subject. Okay, so um, with 
this experience, and I'm pretty sure you have experience writing others. Can you share a few tips for those who want to write for the screen? Um, and maybe for those who are the actors and actresses that have to bring to life your words. Certainly. You know, in the modern era, I think that we've overreacted to some of the influences of the past. And so something that you hear a lot about art in general is that art and writing are merely self-expression. And if you just pour yourself out on the paper, that's all you need to do. And it's just not true and really unhelpful. There is a craft to writing. There's a craft to acting, you know, and there are ways that we can go and like we we're talking about humility earlier, really humble ourselves and learn the rules of the art. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing that I would say is, you know, if you're not reading screenplays, you're probably not very serious about writing them. You know, watching movies is great, but you're a few steps before that. So you need to go and read really great screenplays. You need to take them apart and set the parts out on your front lawn and stare at them, so to speak, mm -hmm. um, so that you can figure out how a good screenplay works. And I think you need to write, uh, you need to read books about the writing of screenplays. Um, I know that John Truby has a really marvelous book uh, called The Anatomy of Story. That's mm -hmm. been one of the most helpful ones for me. Um, you know, you can look up your favorite screenwriters online and look for interviews where they talk about the writing process. I know I've, I've watched a lot of Aaron Sorkin talking about writing over the years. I've read some of uh, William Goldman's books about uh, adventures in the screen trade. Mm -hmm. And so I'd say that that's the first place where you've really got to start is you need to study. And at the same time, you need to constantly be producing. So it shouldn't take you 10 years to write something. You need to be churning things out look at what worked, look at what didn't, mm -hmm. and just always be analyzing against what you've learned from studying the grades. So I think that's amazing what you just said. It shouldn't take you 10 years to write because, listen, the world is full of a lot of procrastinators. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of procrastinators, and I hate procrastination. And I think that's the only way, like you said, um, while I am a published author as well, um, you know, I don't write for, you know, uh, the screen or anything, and that's not my passion, but it is something. It's a gift. Writing is a gift that I have, but I'm not looking to be, you know, feed my family off of being a published author, you know, or <laughs> screenwrite. So, but, um, for those who put a lot of work into movies and plays and, you know, um, short films and things of that sort, I know that takes a lot of dedication and time, you know, breaking up all of those different parts for all of the different characters. I think that's the part that, <laughs> that deters mm -hmm. me from doing that. <laughs> That's a lot of writing. Yeah. This person says this, you know, and, and then you have to also insert like the look on their face, you know, where they're exiting and all that kind of stuff. That's a lot of writing. So, um, well, you know what's funny? <laughs> uh -huh. oh, I was going to say, you know, with screenwriting in particular, though, it's really funny because you have to have restraint with a lot of those things. Mm. Because if, uh, if you're writing every expression on somebody's face, first of all, you're going to have a 400 page screenplay. <laughs> right. Second of all, a lot of producers and directors are going to read your work and they're going to think, who does this guy think he is? He thinks that an actor's not going to know he needs to smile here. <laughs> you know, he, he thinks the director doesn't know how to do his job. Right, right. So it's, it's really funny. There actually is a balance in screenwriting in particular of what you write and what you don't. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, now that's a good tip right there. So I hope y'all was listening. <laughs> um, Price of admission right there. <laughs> so in... Um, being a published author of 12 books. I know that you recently released um, uh, your latest book. 
that was released by Enclave Publishing, For Whom the Sun Sings. Um, In in writing 12 books, because I know writing, like you said, is your passion. um, Can you tell me um, what are most of your books about? What genre do they fall in? I love to write fantasy novels. Uh, It's absolutely my favorite. I think that that's probably about a third of the books that I've written. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've written, I've written some nonfiction. I've written short fiction. I've written in other in other genres, but I love to write fantasy. Okay. And with your latest book, what is it about? So the premise is the entire world is blind. This takes place somewhere where no one can see. No one has ever even heard of sight, and therefore. It's not even a concept. No one is aware of it. It doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And into this very strange world, a child named Andreas is born who can inexplicably see. And mm-hmm. so he doesn't have any sort of guide or anything. He doesn't understand this ability that he has. And the book sort of comes alongside him just as he's starting to figure things out. And so this uh, sort of paradigm-shifting ability that he has really undermines the power structure that be. Mm-hmm. And uh, sets a lot of real crazy events into motion. But that's the story is it's the land of the blind and suddenly someone can see. And, you know, I think it was really born out of this desire to give voice to that feeling when you know you're right about something, but no one will listen. Mm-hmm. Um, the dedication of the book actually is to everyone who's ever felt alone in knowing the truth. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, you know, we've been getting a lot of really amazing feedback in the month or so that it's been out. Um, but I think that it's something that people can really connect to and, and think, yes, this is how I felt. Um, and so I, I really love this story for that reason. Awesome. So um, we're going to take a quick break. I know um, W.A. Fulkerson just gave uh, some tips to those of you who are writing for short films or for the screen or movies and plays. Um, So when we come back, we're going to get some tips on those of you who are upcoming authors and get maybe some final uh, words of encouragement and tips for those who want to write for um, the screen and for books and see how you all can support his work and follow him. So stick and stay. And we'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Impossible Radio Show with your girl, Lady J, right here on JQLM Radio, division of Ego Entertainment Network. Don't go anywhere. Extend the game 
free throws. And when it ends, he wants to make the sequel. Cause if he has another chance, he feels like he can take my joy, my peace, my faith. See the devil, he learns from your mistakes. Even if you don't That's how he keeps you in cycles 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 But I'm not going in cycles Cycles Attention all artists. JQLM Radio would love to support and put your music into rotation. If you would like your music added to our rotation, all you have to do is send us your music in MP3 format to info.egoentnet net at gmail.com. That's info.egoentnet at gmail.com. And then simply share JQLM Radio with your followers, listeners, and fans so that they may tune in and support you too. Remember, we support you as you support us. JQLM Radio, real voices, raw entertainment, and relevant topics. Are there areas in your life that need healing? Consider Empower Living Inc. We are a therapeutic practice that meets the clients where they are. Call us at 317-969-5694 or visit us at www.empoweredlivinginc.net to see a list of the services we offer. Empowered Empowered Living Inc., a holistic approach to a better you. This is Kiki Wyatt and you're tuned in to JQLM Radio. And we are back. Welcome back to a special edition celebrity series of the I'm Possible Radio Show with your girl, Lady J, right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. And we have been talking to W.A. Fulkerson, uh, award-winning writer, screenwriter for the film Save My Soul and a published author. He is the author of 12 books. So before the break, he was uh, telling us, you know, some of his greatest challenges, who his inspiration was. He gave some tips to those of you who are wanting to write films and you're writing for plays and things of that sort um, and some tips to actors and actresses. And so now we're going to get some tips for those of you who would like to uh, publish books, become a published author. And then we're going to get his final thoughts and maybe some last minute tips uh, for both sides. So, um Wes, can you tell um, those people who are wanting to become published authors, can you give them some encouragement and tips on what they need to do to um, be successful in their writings? Certainly. I think that the first thing is to know what success 
when it's not necessarily, hey, I want to support my family on this. You know, people have different goals. And I think it's really important that people know what their goals are. You know, we have so many different options as far as publishing is concerned these days that uh, you need to know what you want before you know what avenue you ought to take. Um, but the other is, is similar to what we were saying before. I think that we need to be both persistent and humble. And so what that means is you write every day. You, uh, you don't make time. You make a time. And you sit down and you write every day and you put aside time to study people who are better at writing than you are. And, um, you know, between those things, it's, uh, it's a lot of trial and error, but hopefully it's a lot of learning, too. Um, I think it's important that we, we have the proper expectations, that we have a realistic view of the world. You know, we, of course, need to have that hope and have that perseverance that keeps us going. But also remember that, uh, you know, any endeavor is a process. You know, we don't, uh, we don't come out of the womb walking and talking. Things take some time. And right. it's the same thing with, with becoming a, you know, a, a writer who people actually read. You know, it, mm-hmm. it takes time, takes development, and that's okay. Right. Okay. So um, can you tell everyone first how they can support your work? Yeah, you know, we're really excited about this new book, For Whom the Sun Sings. Um, I tell you what, as a writer, uh, I don't think you can you can get any better than, than hearing that your work has impacted somebody's life. And some of the reviews we've had coming in, people have, have said things like that, that they'll never forget this book, that they're going to pass it on to their, their children, that, um, that it's changed their life, you know. So mm-hmm. the first thing I think is, if you have any interest in reading stories at all, Go to Amazon. Amazon's still open even during the shutdown. And uh, and look up For Whom the Sun Sings. Please read it, share it with your friends, write a review. That's the biggest thing. Um, other than that, uh, you can follow me on Instagram, at W.A. Fulkerson. Um, we share some fun things. My wife and I do some fun Instagram stories. and uh, It's a great place to stay updated on what I'm working on next. Awesome. And for everyone that's listening, that's S-U-N. For whom the sun sings, not S O N. So, um, uh, so when you yeah, are looking for, the for that, <laughs> yeah. So when you are looking for that, make sure you type in S U N. Um, so now that you've gotten to this point, would you say that you have reached the level of success that you desire, or do you feel like you still have uh, some more levels of, levels of elevation to um, tackle? Hey, Robert Frost said it best. There's miles to go until I sleep. Um, I'm 28 years old. I'm having a great time, but uh, there are a lot of mountains to climb. So I hope that I keep climbing them. You're only 28? Oh, I'm 28. Oh, my. You've accomplished quite a bit. (laughs) You're young. Oh. I started when I was 20. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Listen. Listen, I know some people who have been in the game for quite some time. And listen, mm-hmm. I mean, for you're 28 and it's only been eight years and you've been able to accomplish what you've accomplished. That's amazing. It is amazing. Um, listen, I'm I'm uh, <laughs> I'm excited for you now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't even, <laughs> he's just now to scratch the surface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope I'm not done, you know. Yeah. Anyway, uh you definitely have much more much more life to live, much more to give. Um so wow, that's amazing. Congratulations. Um Thank you. Also, 
and, and to think that some of you have been in the game for 20, 30 years and, you know, everybody's journey is different. But um, yeah. for somebody that has taken the approach that you've taken to be so young, having other people um, who are uh, older than you and maybe have been at this for quite some time, um, how does it make you feel that some of them are able to gain some knowledge and tips uh, and maybe some inspiration from you? Well, it's a good feeling anytime you can help anybody, you know, and um, I think I'm just like anybody else. I, I like to be useful. I like to be helpful. And it's a good feeling to know that uh, you can help somebody on their journey. Okay. So um, in, in, as far as the, uh, the screenwriting, it, would you say that um, you're done with that? You just want to focus on being a published author or is that something that you want to continue um, adding in your career as well? Yeah, I'd love to keep doing more of it. You know, it's the sort of thing where one door opens another. Um, I uh, I don't have anything concrete at this point, um, but my agent has suggested I start working on the adaptation for From the Sun Sings. That'd be really cool to uh, to see that on the screen someday. Yeah, I was um, getting ready. That was going to be my next question because the way you described the book, I was like, hmm, this sounds like a really pretty good movie. It kind of reminds me of the Book of Eli. Yeah, yeah, great movie. Um, yeah, so I hope so. You know. Um, this lifestyle is very, very project based. So, you know, some, some weeks you're doing nothing but editing. Some weeks you're just deep into research and, you know, always some form of writing involved, hopefully. Um, but you know, in, in my, uh, brief experience so far, it, it tends to just bounce back and forth. Sometimes I'm doing more film. Sometimes I'm doing more, more of the books. So I would definitely like to do more film. Film is funny too. You know, it, it can take 10, 20, 30 years for a screenplay that people like to actually get made. Mm -hmm. um, so I've gotten paid to do a lot more than, you know, anybody has ever seen. Um, that's a funny way of phrasing that I've gotten paid to write a lot of things that have not yet seen the light of day. Let me put it that way. Mm -hmm. um, and that is the case with most screenwriters. Uh, a lot more things get, get purchased and get commissioned than actually get made. So I hope that uh, in the coming years, some of those things start actually getting produced, you know, yeah. Um, wow, that's amazing. Um, so in 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 this career um, that you are creating, are you at any time like um, giving classes or lessons to individuals that would like to write as a publisher? I mean, as a, as a published author or a uh, as a screenwriter? Yeah, we do a little bit of that. Um, it's not my focus, but I really do like to talk about writing. Um, most of the time, what that looks like, there's an organization out here in San Diego called San Diego Writers Inc. Mm -hmm. So if any of your, uh, listeners are out here on the West coast, they have me out about once or twice a month and, you know, I lecture for a few hours. It's a lot of fun. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll do workshops, other places, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, for the most part, if, if people are interested in my thoughts on writing and the writing process, we did do a book a few years ago called writing with purpose, a step-by-step -step guide to producing your best book. Mm -hmm. And, People found that helpful. Uh, one of the neat things about it, apparently it's gotten used at the uh, Iowa Summer Writing Festival as curriculum. Oh, that's great. Which, yeah, really cool. I didn't have anything to do with that. Um, found out <laughs> about it and thought, oh, that's okay. That's cool. <laughs> um, so I, I guess some people find it helpful. <laughs> but uh, I have a great time teaching off of that when I, when I have the chance. And, you know, wherever in the country people are, they can always pick up that book. 
Okay. So for we have about mm, 12 minutes left in the show. Um, so are there is there any last minute tips or encouragement you would like to give to um, those that are part of the entertainment industry, you know, as far as plays or films and, you know, acting and, and all of that or and or uh, those who are um, published writers or seeking to become one? Well, it's perfect because I have a 12-minute story. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> <laughs> little joke. Yeah, you know, I think that um, a lot of what we're commonly told, I think, is is more sentimentality than it is helpful. And you're talking to a writer. I do dream all day. You know, uh, romantic has a picture of me next to it in the dictionary. You know, I, I'm a sentimental guy myself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that we can hear so often all of this follow your dream stuff. And there's more to it than that. I think for someone who wants to go into the entertainment industry, who wants to act or sing or write, I think that it's very important that we remember that we have to have value to other people. And I'm not talking about trying to people please or get your sense of worth from what other people think of you. That's not what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, But the things that we create, the work that we do, we need to be asking ourselves, how does this add value uh, to people? How does this add value to the production company that I'm pursuing? You know, how is this useful um, in, in the context that I'm trying to apply it? And, you know, I think that sometimes we can, we can be myopic and we can just focus on our desires. But really, nobody just writes for themselves. Right. I mean, that's sort of this cliche is, oh, I wrote this for me. No, you didn't. Why did you publish it? <laughs> why, why have other people read it? Right. And certainly you were intimately involved with the thing that you wrote. After all, you were there the whole time. Had to do with a lot of your memories and experiences and emotions. But, you know, other people are involved in this sort of thing. So what I would say to somebody who wants to be involved in entertainment is, what is your driver? Because if it's just, hey, I like to do this, I mean, that's great. But that's not going to get you through when things are difficult, when you've got a stack of rejection letters on your desk. When someone stands in front of you and says, hey, you know, you're just not good enough. Um, You really need to understand what you bring to the table and why it matters. You know, something beyond self-fulfillment. What are are you doing that's service, essentially, um, with your craft? Right. All right. So um, one more time, can you tell everyone um, how they can support your work and where they can follow you? Yes, certainly. You can follow me on Instagram at W.A. Fulkerson. And if you're interested in my work, the best place to start is this new book that we had come out uh, just last month. Uh, It was an Amazon number one new release uh, for the entire first month, which is pretty great. It's called For Whom the Sun Sings. It's a quick read and uh, it's a good place to be introduced to my writing. Awesome. So I want to thank you so much for being my guest tonight. Um, You did an amazing job. I really appreciate it. Uh, Love the energy. Love. I'm still shocked that you're only 28 years old. (laughs) I'm just like, what? (laughs) But uh, (laughs) working. Working. (laughs) Yes. I listen. I, I appreciate, you know, um, the motivation, the self-motivation and drive. Um, I love seeing young people, you know, um, um, doing that. I'm like, I cannot believe I am talking to you because I'm like, uh, or this interview, I felt like I was talking to someone, you know, older than me. 
So it's <laughs> it's tripping me out. <laughs> like I'm almost 10 years older than you. I'm telling my age, but people already know anyway. So um, I'm like, oh, wow. You know, you're an old soul. So um get that line yeah yeah um so well thank god for the gift you know that you have and and the knowledge and the wisdom that you've acquired thus far um on this journey then you're <clears throat> willing and able to you know um share that with other people so um to my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in tonight to the special edition celebrity series of the Unpassable Radio Show with me, your girl, Lady J, right here on JQLM Radio. So, again, before I get off, make sure that you uh, go follow, like, and share us on social media. We do follow back on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow JQLM Radio at JQLM Radio. You can follow Ego Entertainment Network on those platforms at Ego Ent net and if you haven't done so already please go visit www.egoentertainmentnet.com and subscribe for free you get full access to our site which means you get to also um, engage and interact with the bi-monthly free online digital interactive ego magazine um, so there's something in it for everyone from sports news communicate um, not communication community um, relationships health and wellness, everything. And uh, while you're flipping through the pages, make sure that you don't forget to click on the icon buttons on all of the articles and ads so that you can be introduced to the entertainment and a whole other world behind the articles and ads. And that will link you directly to maybe some goodies for you. So, um, and if you would like to follow me, Lady J, on social media, uh, my personal page on Facebook is Jacquelinte. I am just about at the 5,000 mark. So you probably you might get in you might not but that's okay you can follow me on my public figure page lady j brand uh, at lady j brand on jqlm radio i'm sorry not exactly i'm sorry y'all facebook i'm still thinking about jqlm radio uh <laughs> at lady j brand on facebook and on instagram you can follow me at lady j.co that's L-A-D-Y-J dot C-O. And on twitter it's j-a-q-u underscore one jaq one so thank you all for tuning in tonight. And as I always say before I end the show, after all of the hell you went through, the word through is an indication that you defeated the impossible too. New adversities will come, but overcoming them has already made you unstoppable. The favor over your life incomparable, which gives you the right to think and believe I'm possible. I love y'all and I'm out. Deuces. <laughs>